Well, hey, everybody. My name is Kurt. And I'm Liza. We're both parents, and this is the Parent Skills Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Hey, welcome back to the Parent Skills Podcast. Liza, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Parents, good to be with you. We have been on what we have called an extended COVID break. Um, Liza, I think we took a break because we realized parents didn't need any skills during COVID. (laughs) I mean, there were no challenges, no setbacks, no need for encouragement. It was easy. (laughs) So easy for the last 12 months. Um, Actually, the opposite is true. Um, Totally. Liza. Where do we even begin? (laughs) Where do we begin? My goodness. Well, you're a parent of four young children and, you know, this is not the whole reason at all. I'm I'm 90% of the reason why we took a break, but I mean- You've been a busy mom the last 12 months, busier than most times of your life. And so it just felt like, hey, we've got a lot going on. Both of us, if you're listening and you're new to the Parent Skills Podcast, both Liza and I are ministers at Saddleback Church and we're both parents. Liza is a licensed marriage and family therapist, which Liza makes me nervous all the time when I'm talking with you about family stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know in your mind, every time I say something about marriage, yeah, you're just going Oh, Kurt. Oh, sweet Kurt. How did your children survive? Your, your file's getting bigger, I'm, Kurt. I'm praying for Rachel. Um, remember, though, there is a client privilege thing that you're not allowed, so you can't True. share my secrets. Confidentiality. Yeah, confidentiality. That's the word I'm looking for. And in the studio, moving forward, that's a fancy word, studio. We do have a Parent Skills yes. podcast studio. But your husband, Jeremy Gant, is a technical genius video producer audio producer all of the things and he's our parent skills podcast producer but since you guys are married we are we'll, we'll refer to him as producer jeremy husband jeremy occasionally just jeremy yeah um and we'll, we'll toss it to jeremy jeremy how you doing today i'm doing great kurt okay that's enough doing great that's yeah enough. thank that's, you that's, that's enough that's sounds enough. like sounds <laughs> like home wait, too wait, wait, wait. just wait <laughs> sounds just like home <laughs> <laughs> you speak when you're spoken to, Jeremy. And we're done. <laughs> and we're done. And, and we're out. <laughs> um, so if you're new to the podcast, here here's the basic format. Jeremy, I already messed up, didn't I? We're supposed to we're supposed to throw no, you're to, fine. We're supposed I, to throw I, to a jingle at some point. No, no another, I think it's another, fine. It's fine. I think it's fine. Well, just, let's, just let's, keep let's, going. let's throw to the new jingle just so people hear it again and we'll come back and talk more about our podcast. In, in, in the future, we need Jeremy to have some kind of signal like, hey, Kurt, don't forget. You're just supposed to do a little introduction. Then we go back hey. to the jingle. We're a little rusty. We're a little rusty. Just enough. You know, Kurt, it's okay. You, you just flow with it. It's whatever the parents need to hear. Yes. However the spirit leads. Yes, exactly. Um, so, Liza, yes. each each week or two, we're going to try to do one a week, maybe one every other week, but, we'll, but we're going to try to be pretty consistent because we know that parents, um, you know, parenting doesn't take a break. And so parents, man, I'm a parent, I'm a parent of two adult kids and they, I I still need ongoing encouragement and tips and and all that stuff. So we're going to try to get back to a little bit more of a consistent flow. Each one of these today's a little bit longer probably because it's our first one back. Of course. But each one of these, the goal is to be 15 to 20 minutes Yep. so that you can listen to this after you drop your kids off from school on the drive home. After you put them to bed at night, you've got a 15 minutes of downtime. If you're on the treadmill at the gym, whatever the case may be, it's not meant to be a long form. 
You're right. We don't have an hour. We don't have an hour's worth of information to share on any topic. Yes. We want you to be able to take the information and put it into application pretty quickly, yes. not have to write a thesis about it and yeah. research it. And Ain't nobody got time for theses. <laughs> is, that, is that the right <laughs> phrase? Theses? Theses? Thesi? I don't know. I digress. Okay. So basic format is going to be, we're going to toss out a topic every time. Yep. And then you'll share a couple of thoughts. I'll share a couple of thoughts and we'll be out. Perfect. Every now and then we might have a, a guest in the studio audience who's an expert on a topic or just a friend or somebody who we think might add a little extra insight into the discussion. But parents, here's the deal. Um, the podcast is here to encourage you and equip you. We have a saddlebackparents.com website that's got all kinds of stuff on it. And our overriding goal, the whole reason we do saddlebackparents.com, the reason we do the Parent Skills Podcast, the resources that we provide is we sort of have a little purpose statement, which is helping parents raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom impact. Like at the end of the day, that's what we hope we're helping you do is to raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom impact. So it's going to be pretty rare that we talk about things like how to get your kid into the best college or how to make sure your son makes a starting lineup on the football team. Not that that stuff doesn't matter. It just doesn't really matter in the big picture of what we think the ultimate goal of parenting is, which is parents who are doing their very best to raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom impact. And we want to help them win in that, in that goal. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Liza, why don't you kick off this week's topic? Yes. And why don't you kick off your thoughts on the topic, and then I'll, I'll come in after the fact. Perfect. Well, today, especially coming out of this, this season of lockdown, we, we want to talk about some parenting lessons learned during this season. And I would love to say that Kurt and I are going to address every possible option. We've got, you know, maybe four that we're going to address today. So, I mean, to kick it off, I think one of the things that I learned back March on whatever it was, March 14th, 17th, that weekend, was to turn it off. Now, I did not learn that week one, day one. I did not learn that month one, probably not month three, but it was an ongoing process. So when I say turn it off, it was that reality that our house was no longer just our house where we came home and ate and did homework. It was like, oh, our house is now my office, my husband's office, our kid's classroom, their playground, their athletics center, whatever it is. And so when we merged all those areas, it was very difficult to turn it off. I know that I was guilty of um, making phone calls for work still late at night or early in the morning and then receiving them as well. And so it was so easy to just not have any more of those boundaries. We didn't have that time to drive in the car to go to work, to drop off the kids at school. It was like school started and we were at home. It was snack time and we're at home. We're at lunch and we're at home. And so it's super hard to turn it off. So, I mean, I think that was definitely a lesson that had to be learned as far as boundaries and separation, especially now, you know, as we go into a new season of life, we might still be working from home, but that doesn't mean that it just never ends or that we literally, yes, it's no longer about taking work home with us. Work is at home. And so how do we have those boundaries? How do we have the, that separation? And so maybe that even meant making an intentional transition. You know, normally we get to do that in the car and kind of oh, take a breath when you pull into the garage. But instead, it might be like, wow, I just need to go walk into the garage and right. take a breath. I need to go take um, you know, never respite. Looked, you never looked forward to like chores in the garage, laundry or organizing yes. your, your tax files or whatever. It's like, hey, I got to yes. go to the garage for three hours. <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> exactly. So just really figuring out how to turn it off because otherwise it doesn't end. You know, it would be so easy to be responding to emails well into the night, into the morning and doing all that, but being able to turn it off. So that's definitely one lesson for sure. Well, I, th- I think Liza, as I hear you saying that, I think maybe there could be some parents who there's almost some guilt associated with that, mm-hmm. right? You feel totally. guilty for, for self-care. You feel guilty totally. for, go. I was joking about going to the garage for three hours, but yeah. I mean, where, wherever your little escape, taking a bath, if mm-hmm. you love baths or, or making yeah. your shower last five extra minutes. Yeah. Um, a lot of parents feel guilty because that feels selfish. But I think to your point, when there are probably times in our lives when it is selfish, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to do too much that's about us mm-hmm. at, at the neglect of our family. But man, oh man, for, for last year, when yes. all of the worlds collided yes. and everything changed like it did, I think the ability to pay attention and turn it off and take care yes. of yourself and, and it, 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 you're modeling healthiness to your kids yes. when you say, hey, you guys, I'm going to be in the garage or I'm going to be out at the backyard at the, at the picnic table yeah. reading, please don't bother me unless the house is literally on fire. Like <laughs> totally. that's, an, that's an okay thing. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's, yes, you're right. I definitely have some of those guilty feelings where the kids really enjoyed the time together and it's so hard to walk away. But, you know, like you said, if you don't have a little bit of that selfish time, your selflessness is going to run out because it was such a season of selflessness. of Oh, we're the teacher now. We're the coach. We're the cook. We're the, you know, not that you weren't already wearing a lot of those hats already as parents, but it just got magnified and amplified at home. And that's, it's great, exactly what you're saying. That would be kind of the other second thing that I struggle with is learning is that carving out self-care, like genuine self-care. Like I think for the other end, it was really turning off and creating those boundaries, but then it was also having that, okay, I felt selfish waking up and trying to get a workout in, and so I wouldn't. But then exactly what you said, Kurt, if we're not modeling the health to our kids, then they're just seeing us kind of dragging ourselves along trying to get through the day, and it's like, oh, mom and dad aren't happy or they look like they're tired. And, you know, we can only give our kids the best when we're giving the best to ourselves in a lot of ways. So I agree. It's a balance though, right? Right. Because it it can be like, Oh, well I'm gone for a week. Okay. Maybe we need to do that occasionally, but that shouldn't be the norm. You know, it's figuring out what are those little self-care things. Maybe It's getting a run in. Maybe it is making yourself a meal that is not the mac and cheese that you are not wanting as a parent. Maybe it is. I love mac and cheese. (laughs) I I can't eat mac and cheese anymore. I mean, I can't. I just choose not to. Yes. My son the other day made like chili mac. Have you ever had chili mac? Uh -uh. Producer Jeremy, have you ever had chili mac? I have. I like like college, mac. like college guy, chili mac, where you make Kraft macaroni and cheese, and you dump a can of din- of Denison's canned chili oh. in it. And mix you know, it all I, I know exactly oh. what you're talking about, but I never <laughs> went that far with oh, my culinary. Goodness. It was sometime when yeah, you're just alone. I never went that far. When you and Peyton are alone, you want like man man yeah. night. I mean, girls can do it too. But I'm just saying, it'd, it'd be no, fun for you I, and Peyton. I, yeah, I agree. To not make sounding some like mac it's making my stomach happy. Chili mac. Well, why did I start talking? Oh, you're talking about self care. For me, making some chili mac would probably be the <laughs> ultimate self-care. Well, we know well, what Kurt's doing food. this next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Liza, your two learnings, mm-hmm. or two of your learnings, are learn to turn it off mm-hmm. and take care of yourself. Yep. I love it. Learn to turn it off and take care of yourself. Highly important. Easier said than done, and, and, totally. and we, reckon, we recognize yeah. that. It's still a struggle today, but that if we put it in front of us, yeah. then we can claim it a little bit Okay, better. I might be the first person that's ever said this phrase. It just came to me. 
Go ready? for it. Okay, ready? go. It may, I might not Brace be. Brace ourselves. Okay, it's easier said than done, but if you don't say it, you'll never get it done. So you yeah. so you you state the goal. You say the goal, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and you know at least you, you might get it done. It's yeah. easier said than done, but if you don't at least say it and make it a goal, you'll never get it done. Do you think I'm the first person to ever say that, Jeremy? Um, maybe in that way, but you know, I, I think they also say like, what is it like, say it and claim it or something like that? Well, yeah, that's totally. I've heard something thing, like yeah. that. I know, but I mean, it's sort of like the <laughs> yeah. idea. It, yeah, it, if, it, yes. if if it's not verbally put out there. If you don't cannot picture, I know for me in my production world, if I can't see something, I'm not going to do it. Right. So I have to see it. At yeah. least I have to visualize it in my head. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So my, my two things I've learned, <clears throat> I've learned a lot during COVID, some of it from personal experience, but again, because my wife and I are raising adult children, yeah. a lot of my learnings are what I've observed from, from my friends who are your guys' age, mm-hmm. right? Who have younger kids and they're still in the, in, in, in the middle of it and just talking to parents at our church and what they're going through. Two lessons I've learned. One is kids are resilient. We know that to the degree they're resilient, but there's a limit. Like there is a limit to their, and I think it's really important for parents to pay attention and to kind of figure out what their kids, what I would call like their level of their threshold, their threshold, their threshold of resilience. Like, cause at some point, right. They just don't have any more bounce back. Yeah. Um, And what I would encourage parents is to figure out like, what is your child's outlet love language? Like when, when they're just, when they've hit their resiliency maximum, what is their outlet love language? Playing video games, going for a walk, watching the wiggles, whatever it is. The wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> the wiggles are big time. I didn't know that until recently. Especially in high school. Right, especially in <laughs> high school. Um, but like parents need to pay attention to mm-hmm. what your child's love language is for getting an outlet. Like when they've just reached the threshold and yeah. it's all caving in. What's their love language for an, a release, a tension release, and, and, and provide that for them. Yeah. Look for ways to provide that for them. And I think um, that's just a really pragmatic but an important tip. Because we all say, oh, kids are resilient, kids are resilient. Yep. They are to an extent, but they're not as resilient as we think, which is why so many people our age are getting counseling for childhood trauma stuff and everything, totally. right? Is because, yeah, we're resilient, but we're not. But we're human beings. We have limits. Little kids have limits. Mm-hmm. And, and we got to pay attention to that. And then. The other learning, and this kind of feels like a no-brainer, but it's just something that I learned is every parent struggled. Mm-hmm. Every parent has struggled the last year. Yeah. To one degree or another, what you struggled with is different than what I struggled with, but nobody had it figured out. It wasn't easy for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just varying degrees of difficulty. Totally. And my that was a learning. My, my tip for parents would be, like, leverage that for good. leverage the fact that every parent struggled for good. And if, if there's an area that you seemed to be really excelling in, like you, you, you didn't struggle with that. Find a parent who did or is and encourage them and share with them some, some of the ways that you managed to navigate that because it wasn't a struggle for you, but it is for them. Yeah. Um, And vice versa. Right. If you're really parents, if you're struggling with something, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for some input. You might know a neighbor or a friend at church or a parent on the soccer team or whatever the case may be who is in a similar season as far as the age of the kids and all that. And they've got the same challenges, but they're yeah. not, it's not as big of a challenge for them. Mm-hmm. And ask, hey, how are you navigating that? What, what's, what's going on with that? So those are my, those are my two tips. So parents, here's, here's just Kurt and Liza's. 
four things we've learned. Now we've learned way yes. more than four. Yeah. Those are These the first are four that popped up. Probably. The first four that popped up, um, which means they were big for us. Yeah. Is learn to turn it off. Mm-hmm. While you're turning it off, hopefully turning it off provides now some extra space for some self-care. Mm-hmm. Recognize that kids are resilient to a limit. And help your child figure out their outlet when the resiliency threshold is being maximized. And recognize that every single parent struggled and leverage that struggle for good for somebody else from your experience or for yourself from their experience. Yep. So that's it, Liza, for this first return episode. A little glitchy, a little, we missed, we missed the jingle, timing of the jingle. I, I like Jeremy. Thanks for joining us. Oh, absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Well done. Um, here's the thing, parents. We mentioned it earlier. Parent, sk- parent skills. This is the Parent Skills Podcast. Saddlebackparents.com. At saddlebackparents.com, Liza, what do we got? Two-minute tips, which are two-minute video tips. How many of those? Yeah, we've got almost like 110, uh, I think, uh, up there. So 110 two-minute tips. Yeah. We've got small group curriculum for parents that you can watch mm-hmm. as a small group or on your own or with your spouse or with a friend. We've got blog posts, book reviews, all yeah. kinds of stuff, back issues of or back episodes of Parent Skills Podcast. We've got yes. it all. Thanks for joining yes. us. It has been an awesome return to the Parent Skills Podcast. We'll see you soon. See ya.